0: What is going on, people? Happy heroes in a half shelf day. Half shell. Wow. i uh, you, you can tell what mindset I'm in. <laughs> uh, what's it called? The summer season is winding down. But we got a little unexpected surprise. Sean, I talk about this every single year. August, it's August, it's my birthday month. Uh, and every year, August is historically known for having some of the worst movies of the summer. It's where they just dump out all the movies that they couldn't that they couldn't release for the rest of the summer. But we always get one good one. We always get at least one good one. And it's definitely not going to be Blue Beetle, but I think we got one with the latest Ninja Turtles, not live action, cinematic effort, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem produced by Seth Rogen, Sean of Math Teacher Movies is joining me today. Do you have anything to say before we jump right in? Well, just to like talk about this August release,
1: it is true. They kind of like, it's this weird dumping ground for summer when it's a great opportunity. Sure. This is when like most people go on vacation. You're headed on vacation. I'm heading on vacation in a week. So pretty much everyone's like on vacation in August, but there's always like this opportunity, like in January with Megan this year. There's a time where you can like throw something in there that can really emerge. And I think this is what Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles is going to be. Um,
0: I, 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 I I could not agree with that more. And we will discuss all of that and more on today's very unexpected episode of the Talking TV Podcast. Stay tuned. What is going on, people? We are on officially our pen ultimate episode of the summer season. I I, I can't believe that we made it this far, honestly. We took last week off. Uh, I, I think we had a very productive, very successful July overall. I am joined by, again, we, we don't get him on the podcast a whole lot, but when we do, oh, it's always a charm. He is the source of one of the funniest bits that we've ever had on this podcast with the infamous Give Denzel a friggin' BAFTA. It is Sean of Math Teacher Movie. Sean, happy to have you on, dude.
1: And since then, we still have not been able to give Denzel a BAFTA. What is going Denzel, on here? What
0: the hell? I mean, what do the, what do the Brits have against Denzel? I, I do not understand it. I'm not going to lie. Like, like th- Today, it's been a little bit of a hectic day. I'm getting ready to go on vacation. You're getting ready to go on vacation. We were scrambling. Like, okay, we got to see this movie. I get out of the movie. You text me. You're like, Dom, I don't know if I'm going to be able to make the time. We got the AC repair people here. And I'm like, oh, no, don't do this to me. Don't do me like this. But we're here. We made it. We're podcasting. That is all that matters. But unfortunately, we, we do have to start off what I think is going to be a very, very happy and joyous podcast with a little bit of sad news. Um, earlier this week, it was unfortunately reported that Angus Cloud, who is most famously known for portraying Fezco on Euphoria, passed away. I just want to give a quick shout out to him. Uh, somebody who unfortunately went way too young, but was surprisingly able to deliver quite a tremendous effort and impact both on Euphoria and in some of the other roles that he was able to appear on. I know that he had shot a couple of other films, completed filming, I should say, on a couple of other projects before uh, this, this tragedy happened. Uh, yeah, just wanted to say condolences to the family. Uh, he absolutely will be missed. Was definitely, that, that, one, that one was a shock to say the least.
1: That that hurt a lot, Um, and it's unbelievable the outpouring of support that he has gotten um, for someone who really is famous for one role. And thankfully, had got some other work, um, so we'll be able to experience him. Um, He stands out in what is probably one of the most talented casts on TV right now, Mm -hmm. and he stands out very well. I mean, he has one of the most uh, charming episodes in the first season of us or first episode of season two. Um, It's truly a tragic loss. It's uh, really heartbreaking, and uh, yeah, um, you know, everybody. Call someone, call your family, seek help. Don't be ashamed Absolutely.
0: of it. Absolutely. Yeah. Like, again, like just uh, euphoria, a show that I've said that before that I am not the biggest fan of, but I've always been in awe of the filmmaking that goes into it. Um, What's it called? But yeah, Angus Cloud, his performance as Fesco easily, easily made its way to like my, like the, t- the top of like my favorite characters on there. So again, condolences to the family. And, uh, yeah let, let, and let's I, move on yeah
1: I just yeah. want to say one thing with it there is a a, a podcast it's called the A24 podcast where two stars yes, I know exactly other. what you're talking about Sean, Sean Baker and Sean him ba-
0: no no, no that's Sean Baker Simon Rex. Simon, Rex Simon Rex Simon Rex, well, Simon
1: Rex. Rex sorry yeah. Yeah. yeah Sean Baker yeah, no, no, no. no. close
0: <laughs> close you were there you were in the ballpark you were in the ballpark That's what matters but it's great right. like
1: two Cali bros just like spitting spitting back and forth it was a blast to listen to you
0: say that I would say it was mostly just Simon Rex carried the conversation and Angus Clown kind of just reacted to it but I do Share exactly. your sentiment. It was very entertaining. Very true. uh man! All right, Let, all right. Let's talk about some Ninja Turtles. All right, so this was a surprise to say the least. Uh, oh, mostly, like I said, kind of tying into what we were talking about before the intercredits rolled. August historically not a good month for summer movies. Um. But like I said, we usually always get one. And for whatever reason, I don't know if it's just because it's my birthday month or because we get so few good movies in August that whenever we do get a good movie, it just stands out above the rest. Like I will always remember Guardians of the Galaxy back in 2014, my senior year of high school, followed 2015, uh, going into my freshman year of college with Straight out of Compton. Then it was kind of wonky for a couple years. But last year, even, you know, uh, the, the the famous uh, Netflix phenomenon, uh, Bullet Train, which actually oh, did yeah. open in theaters, contrary to what most people would forget. That that was a. First weekend of August, you know, that that first weekend of August has always kind of been this weird sweet spot for like them able to get like that last like, you know, movie that could get a lot of attention and after I would say probably one of the most loaded summers for movies like they like they pulled out all the stops. They were like, OK, we had one summer where every movie went to streaming. We had another summer where we had a total of five movies that one movie just blew all the rest out of the water of. We got to pull out the stops. And I would say that for the most part, it's been a banger summer. I had a lot of fun with all the movies this summer, you know, all the good, all the ridiculous, all the bad. And I got to say that I know we got Blue Beetle coming in two weeks, and that's pretty much going to be the wrap up of the summer. But I'd say this is a, a good way to go out on top as, as you could possibly get, you know, and that's before we even get into like the whole Ninja Turtles thing. If, if we only got Barbenheimer
1: and the Mission Impossible, like one, two, three punch, like that's already good enough and <laughs> profitable enough to keep cinemas going. Like, mm-hmm. that's kind of, you know, to to quote what everyone's been saying, almost mocking it, saved cinema in a way. It's been a great, great, like, uh, just July. And so, um, right. you know, I'm looking forward. I always love the August because there's always that surprise hit. I mean, I remember a couple of years back, The Night House, which, you know, made like $3 in yes. the box office. Yes. But great movie.
0: Yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. I unfortunately missed that one, but I know which one you're talking about. Yeah. I believe actually really shot in upstate New York, if 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 memory serves, not too oh. Uh, Not not too far from where I went to college, so nice. A little, little bit of insider baseball there, you know. You know, I love going there, of course. And, And then, of course, you know, you have the let's call it not exactly stable history of the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles in live action. You know, I, I think it's safe to say. So, you know, obviously based off the very, very popular comic book that was then adapted. Well, right, actually, no, sorry. I, I take that back. Kind of more of a niche comic book that was then adapted into the very popular 80s animated series that was kind of part of, you know, your whole lineup of pretty much when they were making TV series to go along with their toy sales. You know, you call them avid stories, you know, but we all know. We all know. Um, <laughs> you know, well, along with your Transformers and your G.I. Joes. And then obviously you have the adaptation into the live action uh, 90s trilogy, which I know the first one is for the most part critically beloved. The second one is kind of more of like a culty fan hit and then the third one i think pretty much nobody hates uh nobody likes i should say you know i i think that's one of those things where it's like yeah you, you can put time travel in pretty much every property but once it hits ninja turtles that's what gets a little too wonky. i'm like really really all the other ridiculous shit that goes into these movies you got fucking talking brain aliens and talking rhinos and fucking ninjas and like underground cults and societies and a fucking like like ninja that wear with an iron man suit Oh, you draw the line at time travel. Oh, that's that's where we. That's it when off things it. get too weird. Yeah. That's when things get too weird. Okay, good to know. But anyway, so then it, it, it's weird. It kind of goes away for a while. You've got like a lot. You got a lot of stuff on TV as a result of those nineties movies. You know, you got a couple of new animated shows. But I feel like in the 2000s, it kind of dies out. But this is where we get into my era because I'm sure that you know you're a little bit older than me. You're you're a, probably a little bit, little bit more familiar with the nineties Ninja Turtles products, But I will say. So there was an animated Ninja Turtles movie called TMNT that came out in 2007. And from from all my money, that up until this day was the greatest Ninja Turtles thing that I had ever seen. It was the only thing that kind of mixed the kind of epic nature with the familial bonding with the brothers, but kept it serious enough. Like they didn't go all out jokes, all out goofy nonsense. Like they actually kept it like pretty surprisingly epic. The movie got kind of dark. They took a lot more of a serious tone and... I'd say that even though that one is the one that's probably gotten the least amount of attention in hindsight, like it did open in theaters in uh, in, in 2007, uh, I, I would say that that one has probably held up for me the most in terms of the Ninja Turtles properties. And I've seen a fair majority of them. I tried a couple episodes of the 80s show that that just wasn't for me. Um, I, I, am a big fan of the late nineties, early two thousands animated t- uh, TV show. And obviously, you know, I was a big fan of the, uh, the CG adaptation that they did with Nickelodeon, at least until they started going into space and started fighting <laughs> alien Triceratops. That's what I'm like. Okay. That, that, now this is getting too weird for me. You know, Krang was good enough, but now they're fighting the alien, alien dinosaurs. Like I get it, you know, we're there, but I will say that like me, it, it's kind of weird. Like with, with Ninja Turtles being around as long as they have, you know, like they've kind of. Oh, it's one of those franchises similar to Transformers that has kind of always been around. And as a result, you've had like this time to matriculate more people and get them more so into the in, into the Ninja Turtles canon. As a result, and they've been able to get a little bit more weird, a little bit more creative. You know, there's certain elements that pe- there's certain parts of it that people like more than others. But it kind of Ninja Turtles is one of those few rare properties that there is something in and for everyone. Sean, just just talk me through what's your what's your history with the Ninja Turtles? You know it's funny not much
1: um I am a bit older than you and so pretty much for me I guess, I, I don't like I wasn't like uh, you know, someone that religiously followed them, but they were in my childhood zeitgeist, so I knew about them. I probably either played with or had a couple of toys. I've definitely seen clips of the show, but it's not something that's like totally remembered. I think it's something like the same as Power Rangers, where I can't remember anything from it, but I was a Power Ranger for right. Halloween, but so I was, must have definitely it, responded it to it
0: in your life. Oh, god, yes, me.
1: and so you know, it, like whenever there was an adaption or some sort of movie, I would check it out. I mean, the Michael Bay ones are truly terrifying. Um,
0: <laughs> truly,
1: they, they Sonic uh, or pre Sonic before they updated it. Yeah. They're like, what if we make them realistic? And I'm like, no, don't do that. <laughs> Let's avoid that guys. Um, so, I mean, so I wasn't like terribly excited about this one until of course, I saw the animation in the trailer. And that's one, some, one thing I like is I like when animation, is not just animation for like, you know, the sake of it where it's just whitewashing a live action situation. It's like, I like when you can't make this live action. So the animation is something special. And that's what this is. Like, you can't, like, just like Across the Spider Verse, just like Pinocchio, like, these are ones that, like, hey, the animation is real for this. And so that's what this one is. And I was excited to see it.
0: Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, th- this movie to me is like the, I think, the best example of how. Into the Spider-Verse and across the Spider-Verse yeah. have influenced the whole animated medium as a whole. Because if we're just going to tackle that for a second, I mean, you had the whole wave of, right? I mean, I mean, Toy Story technically got the CG wave started, but there were yeah. still a lot of movies that were kind of doing it. And then, kind of, it was it really was just CG animation for like 20 straight years, from like Toy Story all the way up until Into the Spider-Verse came out, and that kind of changed it up in terms of like bringing like the 2D. Well, uh, sorry, not the two, I keep wanting to say that, bringing the hand-drawn animation aspect back into it and then kind of rotoscoping that on top of the 3D and, like, just adding this whole new level of, like, life. I talked about this with Across the Spider-Verse, how that movie somehow managed to make oil pastels look <laughs> almost, like, quote-unquote, realistic. And well, I will yeah. say that this movie doesn't quite get as in-depth, like you said, this was a movie that I was almost ready to completely write off because I'm like, oh my god, like, we already tried this with the Michael Bay movies. Like, why are we doing this again? I'm just like, okay, so Ninja Turtles is just one of those properties that they have to keep bringing back once every couple of years. And like you said, all that went out the window with the animation. Because like I said, you, you've been seeing this wave, right? I feel like Post and Boots, the most recent in Boots was the most recent one, example. Yeah. You can even see Disney start to mess around with that a little with bit wish. with their new with Wish yeah. that's coming out in November. Exactly. But that trailer came out and I'm like, holy shit! Like, <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen the Ninja Turtles look this good. And I, and I am a huge fan of that TMNT one. But I think you're right where that one, I, I again, I do like that one for what it is. But that one is like, aside from like the designs of certain of the creatures, that movie could just as easily be done in live action to me, at least, you know, like, yeah, you, like you do some CG things toned down, obviously like the Michael Bay and like that could, that one could have just as easily been done in live action. But this one, like, you're right. Like the animation, the framing, the detail, the design, like, I, I think the reason why I've always been a fan of animated of, of animation in general, and it's why it always frustrates me beyond belief with the amount of people who have written it off as just being kids fair, which mm-hmm. I think. Finally, we're starting to see a transition away from that mindset as more yeah. people like us, like really start to get you know older in a super positions of prominence. Like, yeah, we're an entire generation of people who grew up with some hardcore, insanely good animation, and we're going to show that you know that's what that it's not just for kids at all. And like, I, I like, I don't think you could have gotten something that more perfectly streamlined the, the like the the banner between like something just for kids and so like this to me is like for something for all ages like yeah obviously this it's is a family here. this is a it, family it is
1: movie a, through and through yeah it is
0: a family movie but like to me the, re- the I guess, the reason why I'm, just, I'm 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 making the comparisons that I do is because, like, traditionally, right? It was always a thing. What what was the thing that always said? Oh, animated movies are for kids, but the animators yeah. are, are always sneaking in some jokes for adults. <laughs> and as we get older, specifically with Pixar, we go back and we realize, oh no, they made these animated movies like from an adult perspective. It's just we were too young to understand, and now we do. And that was always kind of the genius of Pixar that they are unfortunately kind of moving away from. But I, but the reason why I give into the Spider Verse and movies like this so much credit is because into the Spider Verse is kind of continuing that trend. They just upped the game on the animation in terms of, like, they they, yeah. they just are going so hard because, I mean, from the opening frame, like, they are going so much harder with this animation than you would expect. And, like, you know, the, the transition of power, right? It was Disney for the longest time. DreamWorks held the title for a little bit. Then it went back to Disney. Now, you know, Sony was kind of picking, up, uh, picking it up a little bit, but now you got Paramount jumping in the game as well. Yeah. You know, and I definitely like Seth Rogen definitely had a big part to play in this, you know, with his Point great production. That he's basically kind of the guy that's spearheaded. Like, he didn't direct this one, but he did a large part in the producing and the creative uh, vision of it, you know, very similar to what he did on The Boys. And I got to say, for my money, holy crap, this is already one of my favorite movies of the year. Like, I mean, I think awesome.
1: like, back to the Seth Rogen stuff with Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg, Um, you know, when you see them produce, they really don't miss. And they really they don't. produce a lot. And what's really important about them is, you know, they don't think of the dialogue with these with these turtles, with these main characters. Like, you know, everyone's saying the very popular and correct take that, like, finally they got teenagers in there. But they got all four teenagers in the sound booth at once and, you know, kind of necessarily sort of improvising, getting the feel. Like, let's face it, Seth Rogen is our voice, but he is not the youth voice anymore. He's right. too freaking old. Yeah, and it's so crazy it's think that that. he like lets yeah. other people cook. And I think that's what's important here. And, you know, some people are saying, like, the jokes are a little bit too infantile, uh, not infantile, but a little bit too young skewed. And they are, but enough so that there's an authenticity to the teenagers of today. And I think that's what I love about this the most, is that, yeah, there's stuff that I didn't get. Like, just like in, you know, when I see something like the blackening, I'm like, wow, I didn't understand every joke. I shouldn't, all right? For those listening, I really definitely shouldn't understand everything in the blackening. And the same here. I shouldn't understand every youthful... um. Reference As much as I'm a high school teacher and I try to stay plugged in, it doesn't always work out for me. And so I love that that's what we had here is this amazing, authentic, and it's weird to say authentic for t- like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, but
0: it works here. And it's so much fun to watch them. I was smiling from start to finish on this one. I I could agree more, and I want to go back to the point, like you said, of where they actually had the people uh op- like like actually voicing together in the voice booth. Because again, um, Seth, I, I think I know which which interview you're referencing because I'm pretty sure mm-hmm. I watched that same interview this morning. But yeah, where Seth Rogen was in an interview with the four kids talking about um, you know, the, the idea that yeah, I've been doing animation for almost 20 years now, and every single time for the longest time, it would just go into the booth, do your thing, leave. You half the time you wouldn't even see the other cast members, and he yeah. said that his whole thing was when he heard about. In, I believe, again, this also goes back to Into the Spider-Verse when they actually had the people in the voice booth, you know, working together, bouncing off each other. I also want to give props to Avatar The Last Airbender because I believe that they also had points where they had the, uh, the voice actors in the booths recording, bouncing off each other. Like, I've, I've made it no secret over this past year that I've, that I've gone to acting school. And, uh, and so I'm going to do it a, l- a little plug-in because I think it does apply here as well. Where The number one thing that I learned, the number one thing that I learned when it comes to Good performances versus great performances is actors acting off of each other. You know, like you heard all these stories about people, actors having a hard time interacting with green screens and such over the years. And I never really understood that until I actually saw that like, wow, you it really is dependent when you are able to bounce off of, listen to your scene partner. And I mean, I think the reason why I'm such a, I can't really pick a single standout performance when it comes to the Turtles is the fact that like they just felt. Yep. So in line with each other. Like you could really Amazing. tell that, like, they had those four kids in the booth, vibing, bouncing off each other, cracking jokes. Like, like for the, it's crazy because, like, for the front like, and, and I will say that strangely enough, the, the voiceovers that they have for the turtles are always the strongest part, which I know that sounds kind of antithetical because why wouldn't it be? But like, given the amount of times where it's like, again, you know, you like like if you if you take another popular Paramount property, Transformers, where it's like half the time, you're like, that. None of these even. None of these people even sound like they're fucking like interacting with another human being, let alone like like they're just editing them. Pete Davidson one hundred
1: percent never left his house. Pete Davidson movie.
0: never never interacted <laughs> with a single other. I don't even know if Pete Davidson ever even actually met the director of that movie. <laughs> I, I wouldn't <laughs> really surprise not. me at all. But uh, like like oh my god, like I mean, and I like I said, all the voiceover actors who are all legendary voiceover actors that they have for the TMNT movie, even I would say as dirty as those voice actors were for the, for the Michael Bay movies were as they were done. Like they had some pretty talented people. Like they had fucking Mickey from shameless as Michelangelo and Alan Richson Who's the new reacher is Raphael. And they, I believe they had Johnny Knoxville as the voice of, of Leonardo, if I'm not I mistaken. So, yeah. But, like, like, they, so like they've always had good cast members, but like, I want to give a shout out to these four kids because first of all, like you said earlier, the fact that they actually got fucking teenagers to voice the teenage Ninja turtles. I mean, again, Sounds like kind of a nitpick and a minor complaint, but it really is shocking when you hear how young they sound compared to their previous incarnations who were supposed to be teenagers, but were always voiced by guys in like their late 20s to early 30s, you know? So that was kind of thing number one. I mean, it also helps that they have got, again, the cast to end all casts. So we oh, yeah. thought Oppenheimer had a big cast, but good Lord. You got Jackie Chan as Splinter. You got Io Etabiri, who's been killing it re- – who I think is becoming a little bit too overexposed, but has been well, killing it recently. God That's bless her. She deal. said
1: yes to everything, Jesus. but and everything she's... has been good. So, yes, you know the, what? Keep saying the yes. The girls are
0: <laughs> getting work, you know? And, like, you got Ice Cube as Superfly, and you got, like – they basically pulled out, like, the smorgasbord as far as, like – like they got Hannibal Burris and Paul Rudd and the girl from What We Do in the Shadows and Rose Burns, Seth Rogen, and John Cena as Bebop and Rock City. Like, they got the – father of all cast to support these kids. But like the, the movie really does rest on the shoulders of these four kids that I really, really got to give them a shout out. Like I said, Brady noon, Micah, Abby, Shimon Brown, Jr. And Nicholas Cantu. Holy crap. They killed it. And they are, they, they were the reason they kept me invested in this entire time. Because like I said, like you said, the realism of it, the fact that yeah. like I said, you were watching, Mutated anthropomorphic turtles, and they are <laughs> bouncing and joking off of each other. Like, like I said, they probably reminded you of some of, like the kids who teach in high school. You know, like, fucking, you know, I see all yeah. my friends who are teachers and all the kids that they interact with. I'm like, yeah, this is them. This is the shit that they say. This is how they interact. You know, all the pop culture references. Like, yeah, sure, the references might make this a little dated, but in terms of like just capturing the actual vibe of like them being teenagers and them being kids, that, that's a plus 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 in this effort. And that's before we even get into the rest of the ridiculousness that happens in this movie. But I think, you know, we talk all the time about, again, characters dictate story not the other way around you couldn't have a better example of that and they really really nailed that in this movie
1: i mean the first like the the most authentic stuff is the their first fight where they're terrified oh, yeah. and they have no idea how to handle right. it and they're i've never and they, seen that
0: in they're looking story their
1: story. way through it and it's so great because you right. love to see that you don't want to see like perfect fights the whole way through and you know hey i love john wick but even john wick gets his ass kicked and that's the magic of it you want to see part of that and so you see that in this and it's great
0: well, I mean, if we're going to talk about John Wick for a second, I mean, I- I'll admit, in the last one, I was kind of getting sick and tired of him just <laughs> basically becoming an immortal super saiyan, where he gets shot, thrown down steps, tossed off multiple buildings, he's hit by every man. fucking yeah, he's, car, he is a and somehow gets up and keeps walking. I'm like, okay, so we just left the in terms of John Wick, I'm like, okay, we just left reality behind. But, but in terms of like their first fight, absolutely, could not agree more. Because, like I said, I I, I thought that like it was going to go one way where they were just like going to like start kicking ass immediately, and I'm like, okay, here we go, and then they did that. I was a little bit confused for a minute because I've never seen that before. Like, wait a minute. I'm like, what? And then as it went on, and like, I'm like, oh my god, I I had to take a step back. I'm like, holy shit, they're actually like <laughs> developing them as characters oh, and yeah. showing that like they're not that experienced so that they can like build up to and like actually earn their victory at the end. Oh my god, I didn't think that was possible. <laughs> I thought that like all of Hollywood had forgotten how to like actually write good scripts with good characters. I didn't think it was possible. And lo and behold, like I said, I, I was beyond I was beyond shocked, and like all the comedy. Like I, I was waiting for it. I was waiting for it to get annoying and it never did. Yeah. Like you said, all the jokes, all the references. Yeah, I didn't get every single one of them. And I would like to think that I'm pretty somewhat well versed <laughs> in a lot of like in a lot of, you know, as the kids are doing on, on the TikToks and such. But like, man, like I, I like I, I was laughing hard at a lot of the like I'm sorry, like like the bit about them being milked. I that oh, should have gotten so great. that should have gotten old after like the first two times they said it and the way they kept going back to it killed me every time, especially since they kind of took the exact same thing that they did in the Michael Bay, in the first oh, Bay yeah. movie and somehow <laughs> did it better, you know? And then you get into like all the mutant, all the other mutants and like how they kind of all just want a family and how they're bringing it back to like, again, like tried and true themes. But again, I've said this before, I will say this again until I'm blue in the face. We don't care if you feed us the same story over and over and over again that we've seen a million times before. We don't care we don't yeah. we just want to see it done well and done cool and done in a new interesting way with a different perspective on it and that's exactly what these guys did with this
1: and we see that in the heart of this where the uh superheroes are treated like outsiders and your heart breaks for them right um your heart breaks for the villains in this almost yeah and uh like you understand their plight um and so you kind of like go both ways with them and you like even like all the way down to splinter who they have the flashbacks of how he was treated and i think that through all of those levels and just by like simply zooming in on their faces where they're heartbroken where they're fighting for the city and yet the news is treating them like villains i loved that they really like made sure they drove this point home which we've seen in so many superhero movies i mean you know the avengers are uh, have to sign the soviet courts uh superman is treated like a devil and i think that this was like that same it's that same stuff but you get the emotion on these like monster animated characters faces which is kind of bonkers right.
0: Not to mention the fact that this is the first ever Ninja Turtles property that I've seen where they actually like, well, well, correct me if I'm wrong, but this forget that this might actually be the first like superhero property going off the line of what you said, where the heroes who are getting, you know, kind of ostracized by society actually get to win. And yep. even though, obviously, it gets kind of ludicrous at the end in terms of, like, how they're bouncing around or, and, like, how quickly people accept them. I'll admit, if I had one slight nitpick, it's like, okay, like <laughs> that, that part does kind of go a little fast. And I'm like, okay, I get it. We're at, like, the hour 10, hour 15 mark. We got We got to wrap this yep. up. And so, like, in terms of them the, the passing off, like, the anti-mutagen at the end, like, oh, I'm like, okay, I get that. They're, I mean, that's like the, that's... they're making all the Godzilla jokes about the giant kaiju mutant that Superfly becomes. And... That's
1: Spider-Man too. when they say, if you want to get to him, you exactly. got to get through and me, and they all help Spider-Man. Little bit of that, it's just Corey. New York, baby. We're always <laughs> they... going to just fight for our superheroes. Right, right,
0: right, right. <laughs> and they were definitely Ape and Raimi a bit there. but So that was the only part where I am like, oh, okay. But like, they, but, like, again, to bounce off that point, the Civil War caps guys have to go on the run, and it's not until Thanos comes that they that they get any sort of forgiveness. Superman is tr- Superman literally dies at the end of Batman vs Superman, so he kind of doesn't get redeemed at all. This is the first one of these instances where the heroes are ostracized by society, and they get to win, and like. Yeah this is the first time you ever see the Ninja Turtles like interacting with other humans that are not uh April O'Neil or Casey Jones or whatever Will Arnett's character's (laughs) name was in fucking in in, in Michael Bay's Ninja Turtles movies (laughs) I love how we keep referencing that you know but like yeah this is the first instance where we actually get to see them like interact and win at the end and like that was kind of cool you know like it was nice like just getting to see them be kids you know because that's the thing is like they are teenagers they are kids and like i think it was the fact that they were originally that the original comic was always uh based off of what was originally intended to be like a parody of daredevil and then it just grew and became this whole new (laughs) thing at the end that like we've never actually gotten the chance to see to see the ninja turtles like have normal lives you know they do technically qualify as superheroes but we only ever see them as the vigilantes we never really get to see them have downtime and when they do it's just chilling out in the sewers with splinter eating pizza or chilling with april and casey But, like, the fact that, like, we actually get to see that, I don't know, that's kind of cool. And I definitely think that's going to factor in a lot if they actually go forward with the sequel That the post credit scene was clearly hinting at, you know, which by the way, did you stick around for the post credit scene?
1: I actually didn't. And I it was even a it was even a mid credit scene, and for some reason I just didn't think there'd be one. I don't know why. But what I don't um... know. Well,
0: well, that's the thing is that like you know what the problem is is like people are so back and forth because you know, they're they've been trained by Marvel to think that everything is gonna have a post credit scene, and then when it doesn't, you know. So I think that we were kind of like just getting back to the other side of it's like, okay, we're not sticking around for every fucking movie for to see if there's gonna be a post credit scene or a mid credit scene at this point. But in this case, there was yeah, basically all that it was it's like the the Maya Rudolph voice scientist is like, Oh yeah, we have to contact the Shredder. And it's basically just like ends where you, where it pulls oh. back and you see Shredder's uh outlook. And I'm like, okay, I'm like, I think that's cool. Also the fact that, like I said, we got a Ninja Turtles movie that didn't have to depend on the Shredder in some capacity. Another instance that the only other Ninja Turtles movie that I've seen that did that was the animated 07 TMNT one, which uh, also, again, like, like uh, uh, I'm like, yes, you can move away from Shredder. You can do other things, you know? So now with that being said, uh, what did you think of the whole, uh, what's of uh, 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 what did you think of like all the other mutants? Like, did you have a favorite one out of them? Because there were a lot, and th- they were like that. There were so many different people and so many different voiceover, like, like also like I still think it's hilarious that they that they got Rose Byrne in this movie, and they finally yes, actually rubber. have her do her Australian accent, which nobody will recognize because she's done an American accent. I'm pretty sure for like every single thing that we've seen her in since uh what's it called since uh X Men when I feel like she was first like introduced to mainstream American audiences, um.
1: I mean some of the, some of these people were brought on for like to say one line or to say right. like complete gibberish like this is like Vin Diesel I am Groot territory in some yeah. of them. Um I mean I I love that Seth Rogen who refused to do a voice for Donkey Kong like he just like decided to just be himself for Donkey Kong right. is actually doing an accent in this. So, <laughs> Somewhat. Somewhat I mean it's, ju- it's just a str- like Somewhat. it's a exaggerated New York accent but right. it's pretty much there. Um I really it's tough i think i love the paul rudd um i i just loved uh i I think ice cube was pretty great in this and just his construction was really good yeah um in general it was just you know like that whole crew together in addition had like that great chemistry and you know when they're bowling and stuff you start to love them as well and until they reveal their evil plan and you know it's kind of like you start to like you know understand that these are all outsiders and so they do sort of connect in certain ways um but yeah it was sort of ridiculous when i looked through that imdb and i was like you gotta actually be kidding me <laughs>
0: yeah, right why well, are they forget bringing forget these the people. imdb when i saw the trailer i'm like how many fucking people do they have in this movie like <laughs> god damn oh I'm man i'm like jesus christ they, uh, although i did think it was funny how they have post malone in there voicing ray whatever thing and he just <laughs> wants to, that was i'm like okay that that's good that's all he does good. is sing, and that's all perfect. he does is wants to sing. I'm like, that's perfect, because Post Malone has talked openly about the fact that he can't sing, and that he only actually, that he only uses Auto Tune. So <laughs> and I'm like that, and I'm like, that's good. That is funny. You no, know, this movie had some good jokes besides the milking stuff. Oh man, the, the 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 puke bit with April O'Neil. I thought I'm like, okay, that's whatever. But I did. But like, I again, it just goes back to the chemistry aspect, like the fact that they're just josting her about that. And uh, what's it call? You know, like, it felt like I was, watching, like I said, I just, oh man, I don't know how many times. Well,
1: the needle it. drops were <laughs> exceptional. Like if I yes, think about yes. like, um, unwritten for the puking scene was what made that funny. Cause otherwise like, you know, puke is somewhat funny, but this one, like just the unwritten moment was great for that. Um, and then like the four non-blondes remix when they're in the car chase, like yes. actually had me cackling. I would say one of the best jokes was one that flew over everyone's head. Cause it was in a side conversation. It's at the beginning and there's an emotional moment where they wish they were watching a movie. With all the humans. Right. And you see them walking in the subway. And one of the humans in the background says, I love that we can go anywhere. And it's just really like I I did just start laughing and no one else heard it. I think. Yeah, I don't think, I don't think anybody accurate. heard that. Mike, it was such a background noise, and I thought it was so freaking funny, and <laughs> nobody else got it. But on a second watch, you got to look out for that in the beginning. It's 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 perfect at this at this key emotional moment, but it just like takes you right out of it perfectly.
0: Yeah, I I think if there was one joke that there was one joke that they could have done without, and I'm not saying that it was bad, but like was was the end game bit? Because I'm like, okay, like I don't, yeah. don't know have it like like that that one felt specifically very very targeted at gen z but like that was i'm like okay like we get it and there were plenty of times i was just smacking myself in the face ultimately like the fucking but like i said of of all the mutants like i said the the paul run one i think was definitely the 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 most the biggest fan favorite um but but yeah uh oh man i'm just losing my train of thought right now no but yeah i like i said i i just i really i really really enjoyed this one you know i I'm, i'm happy that we got a big august one to talk about, you know, kind of one last really good one to watch for the summer. Cause I, cause you know, the, the fact that the, the, the actor strike coincided like mm-hmm. right with the bar, but the beginning of the Barbenheimer thing, I'm like, Oh, well, this is it. That's it for summer movie season. You know, you don't have any more stars. It's going to be COVID 2.0. Now I'm not saying th- now I will say that as of today, it is official that the AMTP AMPTP is coming back to the table. Yeah. Thank God uh, in order to renegotiate, which means we might still have a fall movie season, but, I'd say that overall, in order to like kind of close off, cap off the summer, I, I I'm really glad that we got this one. Like I said, we're we're gonna be doing Blue Beetle in two weeks. But uh, yeah, you know, uh, yeah, I'm I'm glad that we got this one. This one was it was an absolute blast for me.
1: Yeah, there's there's some like interesting August ones, and it, it sucks. I'm going on Cape Cod, so I won't be able to see them. But I mean, the uh, I really I don't know what to think because the trailers do make this seem generic. But the law, the last voyage of the Demeter, like yeah. I'm such a big Nosferatu guy, so right. I'm really into what they're right, gonna right, do right, with right, that right. one.
0: And, if, and I will say, in order to back, in order to piggyback off of that, I will say that one <laughs> of my I, I did watch two movies in August of last year. One of which was semi-good, one of which was absolute trash, but because they were in August and they both, like, they knew what they were, they weren't trying to be, like, these big, like, like like big spectacles, they just knew what they were and they were released, I enjoyed them both, and that's either the, the Beast with Idris Elba and oh, The God. Invitation with, 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 with the girl from Game of Thrones, yeah. and both of those movies, I gotta say, I had a blast watching both of them.
1: I won't lie, I kind of, like, low-key adored Beast, like, oh. that was, like, my big, biggest surprise listen, of the listen. year for me. That
0: is directed by a guy who I am still not convinced is a real person. His name is Balthazar Cormacur. Swear to God, that is his real name. Look it up. And he has directed some of my low-key, most underrated favorite movies of the last couple of years. I believe it started with uh with, with, with Two Guns with Denzel okay. and Mark Wahlberg, which is one of the most underrated buddy, buddy movies I've ever seen, and uh, Everest, which is a little movie that I saw in 2015 that, again, oh. underrated, not seen by a lot of people, but for what it was, Really fucking good, like really, really fucking good. And it came out in 2015, which was one of the last pure years before every movie started sucking. So, I, I remember when in Beast,
1: like you know, Ida punches a lion, and I thought that was the right. dumbest thing in the world. Right, and then like, seeing it knows, this movie, but
0: it knows what it is, it, it knows exactly what it, and it is, and it is also had enough heart different. in it that it yeah. didn't really work. Like, yeah, I like it, it wasn't was triny, anything crazy or <laughs> specific. Like, like the like the it had its fair share of dumb moments, but like the jump scares were like really well done. And obviously, once you get past the idea of like, okay, what is this like a mutant lion Nothing can kill this thing. But like once you get past like that only lasts for a certain amount of time. And once you get past that, you're good and you can just enjoy it, you know? Versus the invitation, which just trash knew it was trash and just ran with it. And I remember me and a buddy of mine, oh, we had such a blast. It was me and my friend Daylon. We were sitting in that theater. It was us and two other people who are oh, yeah. pretty sure we're on a date, and the rest of the theater was empty. And we definitely ruined those guys' dates because we were—it co- was like a YouTube commentary track on that whole movie. Like we were, we were pissing ourselves with laughter. And when the vampire revealed happened, oh, we lost it. We absolutely lost it. Like we were quoting each other back and forth. I think Daylon at one point was like to me, "Is like, oh, the rumors of my species have been greatly exaggerated." I'm like, stop it. They did not just say. It. I'm like, it. the fucking it. place is called Carfax Abbey. Are you kidding me?
1: This was one of those moments where like that one came on Netflix very fast and I said nah, I, think I'm good. I think I'm good I, <laughs> I'm I just you, don't think I Sean, can do this one
0: Sean I'm telling you I don't know what your stance on on movies that are so bad that they're good but this one kind of comes <laughs> close it kind of comes it was it was so bad this is how bad this movie was all right this movie was so bad that they ended on a bat pun but not a ba- but with an actual fucking baseball bat. That's, oh, how, that that's how That's That's how. how terrible this movie was. It was so, but it, oh, it knew it was awful. It knew it was awful, and it ran with it so hard.
1: Just to go on the track of Idris Elba for a moment, because I just yes. finished this show today, uh, Hijack on that's Apple how TV. Was that it was, Holy I want to shit, it's that out, a blast. But, it okay. is an absolute blast. And I think it was made for, I, I want to look up the budget, because I, th- I bet, like, the most of it is his salary, because, like, it's just the inside Probably. of the plane the whole time. And it is like for what they're doing with that budget, it was so much fun. Maybe it's a little stupid, but kind of like it works for that. Like, you know, it works for it's doing action movie stupidity in the best way. I I love that show. So, Sean, so
0: so, so in order to bring back another pun, you're going to want to kill me for this. Uh, Would you say that it is uh, nonstop the show? (laughs) 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 I.
1: I have not see, seen I knew, that, yes, I
0: knew that you would appreciate that, regardless of whether or not. Like, I have you actually, not like, seen gosh, it, I but I do know exactly that. what
1: you mean. And yes. I got to yes. be honest, it probably has that same level.
0: <laughs> yeah. No, see, this not, this, see, this is making me want to go down a rabbit hole, because I'm like, it can't just be Guardians of the Galaxy and Straight out of Compton um, that, that I actually saw and enjoyed. You know? And then Bullet Train last year, obviously. Oh, wait a minute. Who am I kidding? Another big one. Even though this was kind of a flop. And and when because of the straight the streaming thing, but 2021, The Suicide Squad, James Gunn, James Gunn's The Suicide Squad, my oh, number that was, that was, that August, was the first. Yeah. That, yep, that was the first weekend of August. That was that, that that first weekend of August slide. Yep, that that was my number one movie of 2021. That movie. Yeah, there's always like a couple in August, and it, it it's become a bit of a dumping ground
1: because it's like this weird middle between Oscar season and then also um it's it's, it's just a strange month. It's even it's even more strange than like the January, February, March because even those now. Those have found this identity that's like even better, I think. And so yeah. it's interesting to see where each of those go.
0: Yeah. So I'm looking over some of the most famous August releases. Uh, oh God, Suicide Squad in 2016. I knew that there well, was there a, I, <laughs> I knew there was gonna be a flap in there somewhere. I do and I will say that now that I now that I do say, even though I didn't even though I did not um the, oh, not not all these movies came out in August, I do remember that both Sausage Party and Kuba Kuma the two strings, I believe, was an August release oh, in God. 2016. So so that's so that that's one. Um, I got Signs, Rush Hour Two. Uh, these are these are pre 2014. I'm looking for 2014. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, the first one. Ooh, The Fugitive is an August movie. Did not know that. I, I don't, don't know really if really
1: August was always this bad though. That's what's interesting about. I don't about think it. Like, it was. It's I just think, in
0: re- it's just yeah. in recent memory with the most recent. Um, what's it called with, with the most recent one. Okay, so we got Suicide Squad. We got those August of 2017. I'm trying to think, what was there? Were there was there was a couple things. I remember a couple of. Oh, wait, I remember uh, a couple that. That was some indie movies. We got uh, August 2017. I remember now that was that was indie movie month. That was uh, that was Ingrid Goes West. That was Brigsby Bear. And that was uh good time. All those. Yeah. So August 2017, indie month. We were. Oh, and Wind River. Wind River. One of the, one of the one of the best movies of that year.
1: I had to look it up to make sure I was right about this. Um, signs was August 2nd. Yep. Signs. That's yep. a big one. Dude, that's, that's a dude. huge that, that one. That is a for big me. one. I'm yeah.
0: not a huge fan of signs, but definitely that's a big one worth yeah. noting. Um yeah, and then August of 2018, the only one that I remember from that month is Crazy Rich is the Crazy Rich Asians phenomenon and then Was that August? In August? That was an August release. I'm, pr- I'm wow. pretty I'm pretty sure. Let me double check. In my I'm pretty sure it was though. Yep, August fifteenth, twenty eighteen. Yep, that was my twenty first. Yep, that was my twenty first birthday weekend. August fifteenth, twenty eighteen. So, Crazy Rich Asians. That was a big one. That movie made a lot of money, like a lot, a lot of money.
1: And then here's another one that I you you reminded me of this with Wind River, um, from Taylor Sheridan as well. Hell or High Water.
0: That was August. Oh shit. Okay. You know what? You're right. The reason why I didn't watch it when it came out. I remember <laughs> no because No one I, did. <laughs> no, 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 <laughs> but I remember because that was the beginning of sophomore year of college. And, but that movie gained quite a bit of momentum and like everybody was talking about it. I'm like, okay, I got I didn't watch it. I was just it until so I happy that got November. into the Oh yeah. I guess that's
1: where like you get the quiet momentum movies in August. Right. and Right. I think right. that's what you get. And you know, this is not what this movie is, because I went to a fan screening and it was packed to the brim with kids. This is yeah. gonna be like a Mario not maybe not totally Mario level, but pretty close
0: yeah but this is gonna come close and I will say that like again it, it's always weird to talk about like great years for animated movies but like this year's kind of getting up really there good. It really is <laughs> like, like like I thought that last year was kind of a kind of a bit disappointing uh specifically because like I feel like the big Disney and Pixar movies of last year turning yeah, red those... and, and strange world I, I can't say that I was a big fan but that of I was great movies. about it.
1: those are the ones like that they, they sort of like went when Disney and Pixar kind of goes that way it invites this crazy creativity right, which we're getting agree. this year as well. Absolutely.
0: And, you know, and, e- and even I would say like Elemental was a movie that a lot of people did oh. not like. I really, really enjoyed that movie. Yeah, I, same, I don't understand. Same. I don't know
1: why people do not think I have no clue long.
0: why. Yeah. And, and hey, the money speaks because it made back its money. But yeah, even starting with, the, with Super Mario Brothers and then across the Spider-Verse and kind of all that momentum. And I feel like this is going to carry us all the way through to the end of the year with Wish which does look good. You know, yeah. kind of getting back to a little bit of like that old school uh, Disney Disney magic. And I believe that the Adam Sandler animated movie, Leo, is also of coming out on netflix you also had that nimona movie that came out last month on netflix this has been a kick-ass year for animation so well far. then i mean
1: we're all talking about it get ready for it miyazaki baby but, Miyazaki's there back, motherfucker.
0: there you <laughs> fucking go and we're talking Hey, <laughs> thank you for reminding me boy in the Heron, miyazaki's 11th you're gonna have to get reminded because the they're
1: not releasing Final a fucking movie. trailer
0: oh <laughs> i don't and i don't want to see a goddamn I frame awesome. i do not want to see a goddamn frame of that movie before it comes out man. thank you for, so wait wait wait, wait real, real quick since you're the awards guy you we, we got to talk about it. We, we got to talk even. about it for a little bit. All right. Run, run, run back the odds. What are we looking at in terms of animation for uh for our spot? So we pretty much guarantee Across the Spider-Verse has its spot locked in. I would say that between the two Disney movies, it's too soon to say because Wish hasn't come out yet. But I'm going to go with Wish over Elemental. But Elemental, right, Elemental doesn't have enough in. smoke right now. Yeah. Yeah that's what i'm thinking uh super mario brothers maybe question mark i mean it's it, 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 a
1: little I, bit of a maybe i think when you make a billion is. dollars right that's what i mean the money talks it's the, mo- the money talks because spi- we're in the well, top gun maverick era and so right, the, like if, right.
0: if you save cinema you're, you're gonna be in there i mean they, um, they ignored the minions movies completely but like again i think this is the do. most successful movie in the history of illumination i believe it's the first movie to hit a billion dollars for this year that's no small feat it came out in April and still I think pretty much has a lot of momentum. I'd say Super Mario Brothers is a pretty safe bet. Yeah, I, I really it's, do.
1: It's a strange one just because the critics didn't dig it. I, right. I That's the one thing that may hold it back. Just because right. if it was a critical darling as well, it would be in right. instantly. Right. Um, I'm trying to think and, of the and other then ones. As
0: far, and then as far as the rest, um, I want this to be nominated, but I have a bad feeling that this one that this one could get knocked out Ninja Turtles. This
1: one, it's a little bit too weird. Right. But, you know, so is Across the Spider-Verse. Right. I think, like... It's tough. Do you want like this? And you know, do you want the animated uh, category uh, uh, category to be populated with IP? And right. It's still good IP. True. I mean, we right. got across it it We got this. But you're it's right. Good IP. This
0: is this movie. That's I think, tricky. with the exception of Boy and the Heron, which which has to get a nomination. I don't think there's been uh, ever since the the existence of. It's tricky because again, a majority of Miyazaki's movies specifically came out before the yep. animated Oscar uh, became a thing. But the, the but all the movies that he's released. I think the only one that missed, of Miyazaki's, I should say, the, I think the only one that missed was Ponyo. Uh, Spirit yeah. Away won. Obviously, this is the year after Shrek, Spirit Castle won. was nominated. we got the and, second one. And- and when Rises was nominated. If we're just yeah. talking about Ghibli, not just Miyazaki, you also have Tale of Princess Kaguya. You have, um, what's good, you have, uh, oh my God, what's what, you have uh, the Red Turtle, which was a collaboration with them. And you have, um, oh, what's the other one that got nominated recently that I'm totally drawing a blank on right now. But, but I apropos of that. What's also interesting is in the last couple of years, and this is primarily because of COVID, you always had in the last couple of years, it was always like three animated efforts and two foreign efforts. Now, in the last couple of years, that has not been the case. I believe starting with 2019, that was the first year Year where I believe that, with the exception of "I Lost My Body," which came out on Netflix, yep. all the movies that were nominated were, were were American anime. You had Toy Story Four, uh, How to Train Your Dragon Three, Klaus, uh, Klaus which was yeah. American, and uh, and Missing Link, all well, American efforts. And this and is also, also the first year where I believe we don't have a stop motion effort this year. We don't have yeah. a the like thing. We don't have uh, we had Del Toro, but. I will say as much as I love that Pinocchio movie, can we just admit that he was pretty much just aping like style and just doing it on his own? Can we just oh, admit well, yeah. that? Because
1: I mean, well, yeah, I mean it, was. it was the stop motion kind of deal.
0: Right. I think
1: what's good. And also just when Toro when Del Toro does something, he gets nominated because he's the best campaigner in the history of it's, it's all. True. Oscar it's
0: damage. true. Nightmare Alley got a best picture nomination. I don't fucking know. <laughs> like, Came out out of nowhere. Like I was not expecting that one to be the tenth choice in twenty twenty one. But also,
1: just when it comes to animation, it's strange that like you know Netflix doesn't like treat their animation studios better. But don't count out Netflix. They get like almost at least two nominations every year. It's true. And so I I think that Nomona movie, like there's a chance. I mean, that was beloved, and so I think there's a chance that that
0: gets in there. There, there is a chance. Yes, but I think for right now. Honestly, if we're betting between it being between Super Mario Brothers and a, and a secret net, and, a, and a sneaky Netflix thing that could get in there at the last minute, I'm still hesitant to go Super Mario Brothers only because of, again, the amount of traction that it has gotten. But you're right, because if Super Mario Brothers, if Across the Spider-Verse and, uh, and Across the Spider-Verse gets in there, that's still two big IP things, you know? And say that it's Wish, or say that it's Boy and the Heron, say that maybe Elemental gets the fifth spot, who knows? But like like you said, it, it really does seem to come down to this year and the battle is between IP fully invading the animated space, which primarily has stayed original for the last couple of years. I feel like the last time we were in this instance was 2018 where you had Incredibles 2, Wreck-It Ralph 2, and yeah. Into the Spider-Verse, which are all IP at that point. You know, The, old, the only other two effort, the original efforts were Isle of Dogs from Wes Anderson and mm-hmm. um, uh, uh, Mirai, which I, I don't remember what studio produced that. But. I,
1: and I will, like, it's um, so, so tricky to think about Boy and the Heron, because I think Miyazaki can just get an Oscar by just being Miyazaki, right. but the fact that none of that's being promoted at all. That gets a little bit tricky with, like, uh, with, so you with say So uh, you say that, but,
0: but in a weird way, in a weird way, the movie is getting shown, I believe, at some festivals, yeah. right? It has already opened in Japan, and, I mean, again, I feel like if there's anybody that could get to that spot based off of word of mouth alone yeah. and just based off of the reputation that he's garnered over the last, like, 40, 50 years of his career, it's Miyazaki, you know? It's just so
1: bonkers to me that Across the Spider Verse was this like absolute dynamo and we will be getting it's, it's a lock for a nomination, but yes. it's not a lock for a it's win. It's not a lock for that's a win, so weird. not at all,
0: right? <laughs> because, because of this year, which is crazy because like you think back to Into the Spider Verse, right? And that one people think, oh, that was a surefire bet, but for a oh, long world. time during that campaign, it won- I don't think it was that the came out that of nowhere. The Golden Globe hit, and then everyone long, got excited, yeah, and then for a long it, time. People thought it was going to be right? incredible, so too. People really cared about that. Yeah. So yeah, that's... People thought it was going to be incredible, too. For the longest time, it wasn't until the globe win that ended the Spider Verse was the lock. Yeah. You know? So, yeah, absolutely. So, with that being said, I mean, I, th- I think that's pretty much all that we can conjecture as far as the awards turn goes. Sean, it's been an absolute blast. Rate this movie before we get out of here and both go on, on our last vacation before summer ends and we're forced to return to real life. Ugh. You know, it's funny. Everyone
1: reviewed this movie and they said, hey, it's really awesome, but I didn't see a butt. I didn't see a butt. So I gave this an A. Like I, I tried to look for a butt too. I mean, I was like kind of thinking of, all right, so what maybe is that wrong? Is this wrong? No, I gave it an A.
0: It's so funny because I will say that I am not somebody who uh, is going to give a butt for this movie. Yeah. However, with that being said, it's not a five stars. Like, like I'm yeah. only because, I, it's so strange because whenever I try to explain the way that I rate and review movies, like, everybody is just left confused, so I'm not going to try and do that here, but what I will say is, I know, I, I, I told this to Dustin, I was talking about this to Dustin the other day, I'm like, to me, the thing that I always rate movies on, first and foremost, first and foremost, more than anything else, objectively, is subjectively how it makes me feel and the experience yeah. that I had. And I had an absolute blast with this movie that being said it's not a five star movie because I, I, I know what a five star movie is this comes damn close but it's not quite there that being said this is the easiest four and a half that I've given so far oh, yeah. this year in a year that has definitely made me like question how I rate and rank and review movies <laughs> probably more than any other year I mean it started last year but this year in general I'm just looking at some of these movies and I'm like how the fuck do I rank these and, re- and rate review these like this is tough this is really really tough but yeah easiest four out of five four and a half out of five that I've given all year long. I had a blast. This is absolutely my top 10 of the year for sure. We'll see if it stays there the rest of the, the, rest of the year. But Sean, thanks for jumping on and doing this last one. Thanks Hope so you much haven't... for having me, man. Of this course, is a man. blast. Of course. Like I said, you're, you're, you're one of the talking TV OGs for sure. And I can't wait to have you back on the podcast later on. Tell the good people where they can find you on the interwebs.
1: Well, they can find me at uh, Math Teacher Movies on Instagram um and also the guy at The Movies podcast with my man Joe who just went over a facelift, the guy at The Movies, he's got a new emblem out, you got to check it out. I saw um, that, I saw that. And, it's, and uh you know, we always put out some uh, great content. We do uh, movie news, which is a little bit stagnant right now because of the strike, and so we're just like doing reviews and talking talking crazy shit, but uh we have a blast doing that. Um yes. so definitely check yes. that
0: out. Absolutely. Um, I
1: also I don't know, like I've, I've announced it on the Instagram, but uh you got to have me on quick cuz I'm having a kid in uh, November. Yes. So,
0: um, don't worry. I, we'll get, we'll get you on before your kid 200, 200th podcast, man. We're having you on it. It's going to, Oh yeah. Oh I yeah. About that. I'm oh, so excited. yeah. <laughs> oh, Oh, and wait till you, I, I'll I'll leave the audience in suspense for right now, but, but I will, but I will let you know. Cause, Oh, we got something big. Big plan for the 200th episode, which will be premiering live in September. You guys can follow me with everything I got going on at Movie New Reviews across all platforms. Be sure to follow the official Talking TV podcast across all platforms. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow us on Twitch. This episode will be available on Spotify and Apple Podcasts probably before Sunday, so sometime in the near future. And for myself and Sean, as always, you know what I'm going to say. 12 seasons in a short film and watch more fucking movies. We'll see you guys next time.